98 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Neen, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. Ah, uh, good evening, everyone. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome along, indeed, to 98 Not Out here on Phoenix 98 FM. Big shout out to Ian Lee. That was a busy show, wasn't yeah, it? Again, another magnificent drive home, <laughs> uh, and he, he will be driving home now after he does his bits and bobs next door. Don't forget, Orin Hour coming up, and Fifty Shades of Che as well this evening. So, two hours of sport we are kicking off. Exactly. Uh, if you are listening live in the Brentwood and Billericay areas on 98 FM, welcome along. Of course, hopefully you're on the uh, internet or via your smart speaker as well. Or if you are listening on the podcast, hello, wherever you are listening from. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever it is. Hello, good evening, welcome. Yeah, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, do join in with the show. We are yep. always looking for comments and that. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Just look for 98 Not Out. Our phones are primed and ready for and all of your alerts. And from next week, we'll also be on YouTube. A bit more information later on on that Ooh, one yes, as well. breaking news. Yeah, some, some, some other stuff going on. But in the studio this evening. Yes. We've got local cricketing royalty this week. We have the one and only Mr. Martin Eakers, chairman of Shenfield Cricket Club. Thanks, Darren. <laughs> Great to be here. Great to be with you. Excellent. How are Good you? See you? Yeah, very well. Very well. You've had a bit of an operation this week, haven't you? Uh, just a little, uh, a little cataract removed from my right eye. So a little yeah. bit of bloodshot this afternoon, but thankfully the viewers can't see it. Oh, okay. You're, you're yeah, fine? absolutely fine. Who Excellent. said that? Excellent. <laughs> Wasn't oh me. dear, oh dear Right, uh, let's crack on um, We'll start off with the news this week So we'll start with England um, And the one day international series against South Africa Came to a conclusion uh, With a, a decent two wicket win in Johannesburg It looked more squeaky than it actually was in the end um, But it was good to see Adil Rashid back in the side With his man of the match performance and also Moeen Ali back in the England shirt for the first time since mid-June hitting the winning runs. Uh, England getting home with 40 balls to spare. So they squared the series. Um, and then they've moved on now to the T20 International Series. The first game was yesterday. Uh, and in quite a thrilling game, England managed to lose this um, by just one run. South Africa got 178 on what looked like a superb batting track. And it could have probably been a lot more. Um, but for decent bowling from Adil Rashid and Moen Ali in the middle of the innings, which kind of put the brakes on the South African progress. Uh, in reply, chasing South Africa's total, England were cruising at 132 for two off 14 overs. Jason Roy smashing the ball around. He got 70 off just 38 balls. But the game turned uh, once he was out and England began to struggle. That was despite a 52 from Captain Owen Morgan. Now... I think, guys, um, England will be disappointed with that, having been in complete control. Did, did you watch the game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, let, let, let's start at the beginning. South Africa are going to be disappointed they only posted 178. Correct. I mean, Mark Wood, how he wasn't taken off, I do not know. Yeah. First ball, clear beamer. Second ball also appeared to be a very clear beamer. It was only the fact that I think he hit it for six that he yeah. possibly got away with that. Yeah, there were a couple of uh, umpiring challenges yesterday afternoon yeah, watching was, that. I that was admit. unbelievable. Um, I thought South Africa were going to get in excess of 200. You know, yeah. Moeen and uh, Adil Rashid both bowled well. I mean, Moeen opened the bowling and they weren't quite sure whether to stick or twist with him. Um, yeah, it's it was a bit like in the one-day series where England at the top of the innings, if they're, if they're fielding, don't quite know what to do with it or who to bowl or how to use the bowlers uh, and then they kind of get a feel for the game and then it, it seems to turn around and, and they get a, they get an idea but once once i think they'd kept them down to 178 england looked in control the whole Easy, way yeah. 
I, so, I think Morgan came out afterwards and said, you know, he blamed himself getting out with seven balls to go to a pre. I mean, okay, it's one of those ones in 2020 cricket. It's death or glory. We know that. Yeah. However, seven off of seven balls, uh, he was trying to hit a ball for six that he probably really didn't need yeah. to hit a ball for six. All he needed to do was take the single, be on strike for the last over, six to win. Uh, yeah, thank you very much. That would have been game That's over. That's T20 cricket, um, though, isn't it? You know, that, that kind is. of rush of the blood hits one player and it seems to be contagious. It and is, but Owen Morgan has played far too many games of T20 cricket to be doing that. Yeah, but even after he'd gone, they wanted five off the last five balls and he had to knock it into the space yeah. and nick one and they went for another big yeah. shot. Yeah, it wasn't very uh, silly. Curran's it, it getting a habit of doing cricket. that as well. He did, he did that in the test matches and. I think uh, someone that was his brother. That was his brother, Darren. Yeah. But good effort. Oh. Yeah, that was the other yeah, Darren. Is exactly. They're all. It, it does actually bring. It does actually bring back the question, though. When you look at England's bowling attack, you got the two. You know, both the spinners. I mean, Moeen's bowling these. Uh, it, it's quite clever what he does. He bowls it into the pitch, just short of a length. Yeah. Um, forcing the bats. It's very hard to get down the wicket because if you're going to go at him, you know the ball's coming at you quickly. If you misjudge something, you're in trouble. Um, it, it, you can't really rock back to cut or pull him because it's not that short. Um, so, it, it, you know, and then you're not sure if it's going to turn or skid on or what it's going to do. Um, Adil Rashid, obviously, is a, you know, he, 10 years ago he made his debut, and it's only really now that in the last couple of years. That, so 10 years? Yeah, that people are starting to see what, you know, what, what he's really learned his game as a leg spinner. It just shows to show as a leg spinner how long it takes to learn your game. Mm. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Where's the variation after that? Chris Jordan, Tom Curran, Mark Wood. They're all right arm, very, very similar bowlers. I know Jordan's obviously bowls more, uh, gets the Yorkers in at the end, etc. And did bowl yeah. a very good final over. But we need some variation in there. You've got to have a, a left armour in there. You've got to have something a bit different. You, you really have. And well, they obviously put, put, wood, put wood in the side for the express uh, surprise, a bit of change, but he, he got smacked all over the place. Yeah. You, you ask most batsmen in T20 cricket what they'd rather face. They'd rather face the ball coming at 90 miles an hour. Yeah, because you just else. throw something at it and it's going to go... I mean, you look at the ball that got Jason Roy out. You take that as an individual ball, it's probably one of the worst balls he's bowled in, in one-day cricket. It was a slow, <laughs> wide, long hop bounce, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But it gets a wicket because it's it's just that element of surprise, that element of difference. He was playing um, really well, though, Jason Roy, up to then. Like, some in, of the shots. He looks in really, really good form. Yeah. England have got an issue here. We're in World Cup T20 year. We've got an issue because they still don't know what their side's going to be. No. And, you know, if you say how many people are definite starters... It's probably only six of the side, maybe seven of the side, that are definite starters. If you look at the, the top three, uh, Butler, Roy and Bairstow, okay, that's a fine top three. No problem with that. Mm -hmm. Morgan's going to bat a four. Stokes is going to bat a five. Yeah. That, that's all. I think that's pretty much nailed on. Unlikely to change. Who's going to bat a six? Joe Denley? Do Come on. Do you chuck I mean, Moeen in there? Uh, no, I, I think England, because of what they've got in the top five, with Stokes in there as that other bowler, um, I think England really need to bring Tom Banton into it and bat him either at four or at six. They need a finisher. They need somebody who's going to win those games. That person is Owen Morgan. Yeah. You either, you either put Owen Morgan as your finisher 
so you know what he's going to do and you, you just go with the big guns and if you drop Morgan down a bit you know Morgan can clear the rope as well a bit like how Essex was yeah. using Ravi last but year it's either that yeah. or you bring someone like Ravi in to the team because it's a World Cup year That's, it, we know he's not going to play beyond the World Cup year but you can't then counter it and say no we're playing Denley on Milan because they're not going to be playing beyond the World Cup year either they're both no. over 30 you either get your best person in to do the job which is either going to be Morgan or Vopara mm-hmm and stop, I, mucking, and stop mucking around because I, I, I think you bring Bapara back I mean you look at his form in T20 forget everything else look at his form in T20 in the last 12 months he's been smashing it everywhere I think pretty much yeah. every team he's played yeah, for I, I know we're all biased towards Essex players <laughs> but I can't see them bringing him back in a but month or something you look at his numbers compared to other people I that are playing that. this I, is mm. the thing he got jettisoned early when it was fashionable to jettison people at the age of 28 and ignore people we, we can't argue back that oh we're giving youngsters a chance because you've he's got Milan only, and Denley yeah exactly he's, yeah. he's the same age as Denley he's I don't, only 34 I don't see what Denley brings to that T20 side he's not great in the field he's only going to bowl if the pitch is really really turning and you know the other two spinners have done really well is something buzzing in your yeah, ear as well? Yeah, I can hear buzzing. I've got something buzzing there. Um, yeah, it is. That's yeah, like that, a mosquito or something. That, that's, that's a bit interesting. It does sound <laughs> like it, doesn't it? Apologies if you can hear a buzz. <laughs> I've no idea what the buzz is. Does that just stop the buzz? Yeah, it's gone now, yeah. That's yeah, interesting. That's there fine. you go. wonder what that was. Um, yeah, but, and I think, how many, games, how many games have England got ahead of this World The World Cup's not until October time, is it? I think there's... A, 14 or f- maybe 15 T20 games there's, there's a fair bit in there yeah. but they need to also work out what they're going to do with the bowling they, they need a left arm option in there for, for me for my money you know the best T20 sides have a, a quick right arm a quick left arm two good spinners and then two other people that can bowl really well we've got that in Stokes you can argue we've got that in Chris Jordan as well as your death bowler yeah so you play Wood or Archer but I don't think you can play you know, both. The, you, you, I don't think you can play the current. If you're playing Tom Curran, you can't play Jordan and Wood or Archie. You, you can only play two of those four, really. And then I think you need England that. are talking about rotating Wood and Archer across formats anyway, aren't they? They're not going to. I don't think you'll see a side with both of them in it. For it makes sense, but mm. you, you know, you speak to some old, older bowlers. He bowled 400 overs and he broke down. Yeah, they'd, they'd be raising questions on yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, Glenn McGraw would say. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, an injury is an injury; it can happen to anyone. But to say he was over bowled with four hundred overs in six months, seven months. Yeah, yeah. I'm, um, I'm a little bit. I'm a little bit. My eyes are opening at that one. I'm yeah. not quite sure whether that's being over bowled or whether you had the conditioning in there in the first place to bowl. And it's interesting as well because. The fashionable fast bowler's injury over the last few years has been stress fractures in the back. Yeah. And this is an elbow. An elbow stress fracture. I mean, you, you look at James James Anderson with a broken rib. Yeah. Who's ever heard of a fast bowler with a broken yeah. rib? I mean, I know they're unusual injuries, and I know injuries happen, and they are always going to be part and parcel of the game. But there's the question there about, you know, we've talked about it. If you're playing more and more limited overs cricket... How many of these bowlers are playing enough red ball cricket that their body can bowl that three or four, those 18, 20 over spells in a day? Mm. Ben Stokes can do it. Jimmy Anderson can usually do it. Stuart Broad can usually do it. You look at a lot of the other bowlers in there, because they play so much white ball cricket, I'm not sure they've played enough red. They don't have enough of those red ball miles in them. The the, the hard yakras, I think Simon Hughes used to call it. (laughs) That's right. the hard yards that's that's what's not in there and 
you know that's you've got a question okay you can say maybe you got over bowled at times etc but you know you should be getting used more of an impact bowler indeed but when you're bowling 170 180 overs he can't only bowl 10 or 12 overs no that's right you know if you're one of the five bowlers you're going to be bowling 35 overs that's how the numbers work out yeah well let's see no rest day no rest day in the tests anymore and and quite short gaps between test matches as well i mean the ashes this summer was was crazy wasn't it back to back all the time i mean and this so you know we've had that game last night we've got the next one is tomorrow in durban uh, and that caps uh, oh, there's one more T20 after that it caps quite a jam-packed tour of South Africa they've only been down there less than two months but they've had in a test series an ODI series and now this T20 uh, and already now we're looking to the tour of Sri Lanka which starts that's only the two games isn't it I don't even, that's is there even a games. warm-up game I'm not even sure there's a warm-up game is there I think uh, the mm, yes I think they are it's a, it's a kind of a yeah. whistle-stop tour um, but they've announced a squad, which is quite interesting. So I think the public are getting what they've been. There's been this huge outcry, and uh, they've got their wish. Ben Stokes is back in the side, uh, and Keaton Jennings to a few raised eyebrows. Um, both of these two haven't featured since the West Indies tour at this time last year, where they both, uh, particularly Ben Folks, had a great tour out there. Um, and Jack Leach uh, makes a welcome return after the illness that curtailed his South Africa tour. Yeah, nice to hear that he's back. Yeah, that's right. Jimmy's um, still injured, as is Joffre Archer. Bairstow is rested, um, is the official line. Um, well, rested is another nice word for saying he's dropped, isn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. He's, you know, he's same outcome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, given a Mo- rest. Moeen's not part of the test side. Uh, Adil Rashid has ruled himself out of the test side. Um, Keaton Jennings. Now, this is interesting. So, his batting average in Asia surprisingly maybe his batting average is higher than Kevin Peterson Jonathan Trott Ben Stokes Andrew Strauss and Paul Collingwood which makes for a compelling idea to put him in the side but you know you might argue that after the South African tour where we seem to have found a settled top order batting lineup. why don't we stick well, with it he's not necessarily going to play is he let's you know there's the other thing there is is he necessarily going to play he's a very good player of spin we know that yep we know that he's played there very well before i think the other side of him there is they worked out he was worth six runs or save six runs in the field yeah, he's, good he's an field. amazing close catcher which you will need yeah you will need that he's one of those is it a horses for courses selection Absolutely. i i quite like the idea that it can actually bring a bit more balance back into who's going to play where, etc. Again, um, it, it may be a case of that if he does open with Sibley, Crawley goes at three, mm-hmm. Root goes at four. Me personally, I'd like to see Ollie Pope higher up, but if not, you've got Stokes at five. Well, Pope Root at, six. at four. I mean, that's but then you ask the position. question: Does Joe Denley deserve to be dropped because he's had a, a pretty decent series there with the bat, and Denley does bring that spin option to you as well. Um, so it, it will be interesting to see what they do. It might well be a case of that Zach Crawley does miss out purely because of Jennings' ability of how good he is at short leg and how good a player a spinny is. But if you're doing a horses for courses, that's fine. You know, it, I think I think the square leg argument. Ollie Pope was fantastic at short leg. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was. So you maybe Je- don't need him. There Je- I don't that. know. Jennings is. Uh, uh, I mean, they're both really, really good. But Jennings on that last tour was taking some absolute well. Well, we've had a good run of people at short leg. You know, going back to, to James Taylor. Uh, yeah, 
and then since then there have been some really decent players yeah, getting we, in there. I think t- I think nowadays you know you very rarely see a poor fielder in international cricket. What you, what you actually see is fielders that aren't at the level of other people. You talk you know you mentioned Joe Denley yeah. who's not a bad fielder but you know he's nowhere near as quick as some of the others across the outfield. Do you think that's, that's an, an influence of T20 that that's brought it very much Because you do see some, I mean, in T20 you see some amazing catches and amazing innovations in fielding. It's, it's definitely brought more athleticism into They're the game. Fitter, aren't they? Yeah. It has indeed. Right, let's get some music and then we'll catch up with our guest after this. Absolutely. Well it fits Baby can't you see When you look at 
by Shepherd Knee, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. That threw you, didn't it? Uh, yes. So that's um, Lady Gaga and Nile Rodgers. Rogers, yeah. Covering the Chic classic. Yeah. I want your. I'm. I'm I'm old, I just prefer the original. You are old, aren't you? I am. You are old. I'm a bit older than you. Got to get down, yeah, I know. Stop it, you two, I'm the oldest <laughs> in the room. Do you know, me, me and Darren used to go to school together. Did he you? was my teacher, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Anyway. We've got in the studio, as you might have heard already, um, we're joined by the chairman of Shenfield Cricket Club, Martin Eakers. Martin, welcome again. Thanks again, Darren. So, you have had quite a long and illustrious uh, connection with Shenfield, so, um, and... Uh, Let's take us back to your playing days when uh, you were smashing it around. Oh, my, my playing days go back as far as uh, playing for South Essex in the old in the old league, um, up at the ground um, at the top of Harold Hill there. But my association with Shenfield really kicked off um, 20 odd years ago when um, our youngest son, who's now standing as first team captain this Ollie. year, yeah, Ollie, yeah, um, was getting involved in cricket. We moved into the area, and um, I helped out, and um, all the rest is history, as they say. It is a family affair with, with the Eakers, isn't it? There's, there's Ollie first team captain, you're the chairman, and uh, your good lady wife Vanessa is involved as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, still does all the um, membership work for the uh, Colts section, which is um, one of our great successes. Um, very, very fortunate there to have um, Matt Pryor as the Colts chairman, who's doing a terrific job, and his wife Maraid is our welfare officer as well. So very blessed with that's the a, that's been for, for quite a long time i think you know sort of looking around the clubs in the area and, and i remember going back down there a few years ago and being amazed by the amount of kids that you had turn out on a friday night what was the um success behind getting that you know so being one of the pioneers of that in the area if you like i i guess it, it's a combination of things i mean there are so many people who've made it happen and and everything else um i mean david castell who's who's our you know, coaching coordinator, he has been absolutely fantastic. Um, very strongly believing that, you know, you get these kids very young, you get them learning the ABC, you know, the agility, balance, coordination skills. They're so transferable to other sports. And we're not myopic like a lot of sports are where it's it's got to be this particular discipline because that's key to our sport. Cricket is does give those kids transferable skills. We had the, um, when, when Essex launched the um, All-Stars programme a couple of years back, uh, we were we were inundated, inundated, um, and literally we had to turn people away, yeah. which is sad. We just haven't got that much space. And it's coaches as well. It's people, um, you know, you know. You can have all these kids. You need uh, the volunteers to come along and uh, uh, and train them. Really. Yeah, the club's been very good at making sure that um, we've got the right ratio of coaches to kids. We've put a lot of our teenage kids um, through the coaching programs that are, to be fair, are very well run by Essex. Um, and we're, the club's happy to finance that and put those kids through those coaching things. So, you know, two of our our entire core of coaching last year was 
Shenfield youth. I think that's an through. important point. I think if, if you are listening to this in the area, um, whether it is Shenfield, Billericay, Brentwood, whatever, uh, if you are interested in getting involved, maybe your playing days are behind you, or maybe you just want to volunteer or give something back, approach any of the clubs in the area, uh, and I'm sure they'll be more than happy to welcome you and uh, and to, to provide your training and let, get your level one badges etc etc yeah we, we just put a circular out to the membership last week or the week before inviting ladies to join the first training session that Essex have organised just for ladies right not necessarily to coach uh, girls but to coach girls and is that, boys is that part of this girl can uh, the, the, the initiative that's coming from I'm not sure but it was definitely a a, um, a, a coaching course for right. le- for mums and that mums and ladies to because we've got our um, Shenfield ladies up and running um, good we have you know terrific captain and vice captain there set up to, to play matches this Go year go give them a well. name check who you got uh, we've got um, Ashima and Claire fantastic fantastic so, in all, how many sides are you now running um, across senior and um, senior levels, ladies' cricket, and then junior levels now? Okay, so the, the senior men's has got four sides in the, um, in the Shepherd Neem um, Essex Leagues. The first are, were third in Division 1 last year, and, and obviously... Just missed out on promotion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, four sides there. There's a social fifths who probably will play about um, eight or ten friendlies over the summer. Not every not every Saturday. They tend to be uh, that tends to be the side I'll feature for if I'm going to put my whites on. I'll tell you what, fifth <laughs> eleven is, uh, is 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 good fun cricket. I think it, 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 it is, and we're going to have to we might have to rebrand ourselves because we've got such a terrific crop of youth coming through at the under thirteen um, around the under thirteen level. Yeah. Once they're able to play senior cricket, which they will be um, very very soon. We anticipate putting a fifth side into the into the league structure as well. We'll probably we'll probably just play a few friendlies this summer, a mixture of dads and lads um, to get them the experience. Um, there's, there's a great story about the first time um, Dave Costello took a fifth team out some <sighs> years back, which I'll tell you off off mic. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> about he what was happened playing there. when I was, so I did a couple of years at Shenfield. Um, 1990 and 91 I think and I'm sure uh, Dave was, was playing in that he series. would have been he would have been he's, he's been yeah. Mr Cricket there for a long time um, so then the youth sides obviously from um, the um, under 18 side all the way down right through the age groups um, and there are some year groups where we're a bit fallow um, things just go you know feast or famine in terms of the supply of kids um, but at the years where we're burgeoning we've actually um, entered teams into the obviously the, the the a division of the age group and then teams into the east and west legs of the b division um obviously essex sensibly organized that so that kids weren't traveling unnecessarily yeah. across the county mm. so they put it put the b divisions into east and west and we had so many kids we said fine we'll just do the traveling we'll, we'll send the kids to both areas fantastic so in case people don't know where you are we're opposite the soon-to-be-demolished Eagle and Child yeah. pub. Yeah. That's, That's amazing uh, they're going to be knocking that down. I know. Apparently, we need more flats. <sighs> Unfortunately, as someone who's worked in that industry for a long while, the, the residual value of many of these businesses are in their land and not yeah, how good the exactly. business is anymore. But, you know, the, the issue is going to be all the ancillary things that, that homeowners would need if they put more housing there. But that's what they're going to do. So, we're on, yeah, we're on Chelmsford Road, um, just past the traffic lights with the... Uh, on the bend. On the bend with the Green Dragon and the Cycle Shop. But, um, no, people obviously welcome on a Saturday to come and watch our, our first... I think, yeah, it's good to get done. I've been saying this for a little while. For people, if you, if, you know, if it's a nice afternoon, 
go along to your nearest cricket club, just Google it or whatever else, and just go and sit down, have a relax, have a cold drink or something. I mean, you're great because actually, if you've got young children as well, you've got all the little play park there and everything, haven't you? Absolutely. So there's, the, the whole of the Courage Playing Field area was was gifted um, to the to the council as a sort of caretaker of it many years ago. Um, but Shenfield Cricket Club was given the right to um, to play cricket there for as long as the club existed. Um, so we've got two squares there at the moment. The smaller one on the on the what we call the the park side of things, where the playing uh, where the playing things. There's actually been a, a source of, of trouble for us, really, because the council extended that playing area without any proper um, health and safety mm. check on, on what would happen. And then suddenly realised, hang on, all those kids are now in range of the cricket that's going on, yeah. even though it's our lower sides that play there. Yeah. So thirds or fourths on a Saturday and then youth cricket on a, on a Sunday um, on that square. Um, so they are talking about... Um, potentially developing the, f- the far field at the back, which is currently just used by dog walkers and stuff, yeah. which actually is even bigger than the main the main square that the and first flatter. and seconds play on. Uh, slightly flatter, oh. yes, <laughs> slightly flatter, but still still a, a, a bit of a slope. I, I actually remember playing at Shenfield many moons ago and having a very long session up the hill into a wind. <laughs> it's lovely. It's yeah. the only end to get any. It's the only end to get LBWs from though, because it bounces over the top from the other end. Oh well, yeah. I don't know. I don't think, yeah. I don't think we've got many LBWs that day. Chase <laughs> and, about four hundred. You, you know, when we've been talking to people on the show um, from the clubs, and, and and we've been talking ourselves, big year for cricket in terms of you've got the hundred coming. Um, there's going to be more cricket on free to air television, and I get the impression that there seems to be a big uptick in, in youngsters being involved, and, and, and particularly with the 100. Where, I mean, all of us old fogies are sort of thumbing a nose to the whole thing, but certainly the kids seem to be you know, really revved up for it. Yeah, I mean, the big rev up for us has been the, the continuance of Colts. Uh, you know, we, we had 220 Colts signed up last year, wow. I believe. that's huge. Um, you know, if you add that to, you know, that, let's assume that's 440 parents. Let's assume there's there's quite a few siblings as well. Yeah. Um, it's it's a busy old schedule for us. And, and you know, we want to accommodate them. And I, I sat down with the Colts chairman last week um, just trying to organise which nights, who, when, for how long, with whom, and, and you know, getting the appropriate coaches in place for... Um, for the season ahead and as the club what's the main source for income is it just subs or do you obviously have you've got the bar facility there that's open people can use and events on yeah we, we it's it's always a struggle like all clubs yeah. um and radio stations we're very very fortunate affiliate squared um you know our sort of lead sponsor have been very good the last couple of years um we've got the car park that we put in which we get a little bit of revenue from but the expense of of maintaining the ground is enormous mm. i mean going even going back after I'd started, the council were cutting that field for us. We prepared the square. We paid a professional to do the square for us uh, and still do. Squares, plural. Um, and, and the council used to cut the outfield. And then that stopped. Oh. That stopped. So we've not only had to go and invest in a significant mower, um, which has I've to be... I've done talk about mowers. Well, we've just, uh, we just had our serviced. And uh, you think, it's a mower, <laughs> servicing it. Three and a half grand. Yes. So. It's worth more than your car. I just saw parked outside, Darren. Yeah. Now, Darren sold a tyre to pay for it, I think. <laughs> no, so you know, we've, had to, we've had to buy a mower, and we obviously we've got to get pay people to cut the grass. We get a lot of volunteer work. Yeah, the bar's an important source of income, as is, is the car park. And But all said and done, it's, it's pretty much a break-even situation for us. It's always a struggle. It's always a fight. You can't take your foot off the pedal with that at all, can you? No. Something we raised last week, Wisdom Run a Piece, 
uh, and they sort of saw they talked about the future of cricket in Ten in years. England and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, and one of the things they thought was a lot of clubs would amalgamate or sort of uh, have feeder clubs. Is that something you could see happening? And we, we spoke to uh, Dimitri last yeah. week about it, uh, who's at Herringate in Ingrave. And you know, it, is it a case of that you might see some of these smaller clubs in the area that do play a more social cricket, uh, and then sort of they become more affiliated with you and you can sort of take being we, taken we, under their wings a bit we've always had um cordial relations with with the other local clubs that are in the um the t ripon league but the sides that are in that format have struggled and and have merged yeah. and you've seen clubs join up with other clubs and that i i know absolutely certain that there are herringate barely herringate used to be very strong they had two sides they had youth coming through yeah and then for whatever reason it just dropped away and um, and I'm not just picking on Herringate, but there are other clubs as well. That Stock, have had, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, have yeah. had to take site, had to sort of merge resources. And I think what it is, is that the the youth of today have got other things they want to do. And cricket does take a long, can take a long time. Barry Hearn mentioned that. He, we talked last week um, about a piece that he'd written for The Cricketer. Uh, and, and he was basically saying that, that, you know, cricket's got a problem because kids more than ever... Um, have got this shorter attention span, which is you know why they're doing things like the hundred and why T Twenty has been so successful, um, and also the accessibility. And he was suggesting that um, leisure centres everywhere need to be doing things that encourage kids to come in and play a bit of indoor cricket, a bit of fast cricket, yeah. um, but just to get them picking up a bat and ball and getting used to it. Well, we've been running, we've been running indoor um, training, you know, for the Colts and and the youth and the seniors use it as well. Um, throughout the winter, um, and that continues to carry on. Um, I mean, we, we've we've signed up um, Jack Boyle from New Zealand, who all right yes. um, for the summer. Um, he's coming over um, with his cousin. His cousin's coming as well. But um, Jack just got a hundred against India A down there, and we were quite fearful that he <laughs> he might actually get signed up for their tour. <laughs> yeah. We might yeah. miss we might miss him. But we're looking forward to to Jack joining us. Oh, well done. Um, Good for the summer. He's he's known to. Um, some other locals he's been over in England before Um, so he's a 23 or 24 year old very promising um, young man good right we're going to get some more music before we catch up on some more news and stuff like that great Thank you. 
88 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Neem, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. Welcome back. We are. Do you know that was? Supertramp. Oh, very good. Yeah. He's good, isn't he? The He's logical good. song. Yeah, great yeah. song. <laughs> Remixed a little while ago by Scooter about. Yeah, that's right. It was um, sort of a bit of a dance, dance mix, yeah. wasn't it? Which actually, from what I remember, wasn't that good song. bad. Yeah, it wasn't good that song. bad. Yeah. So we're still here. We've got in the studio alongside me and Brett. We have got our guest this week, Martin Inc. is chairman of Shenfield Cricket Club. Um, you touched earlier, Martin, on um, girls cricket at the club. Do you want to just sort of tell us a bit more? Is the, yeah, the, no, I, I guess we, you, you were complimenting us on, on the expansion of the cult. I think we were uh, probably a couple of years slow in working out that actually the girl, these girls love it as well. Not alone. They? And, they're, and yeah. they're, really, they're actually really good. We had, in fact, um, Susan Wright, our long, long hard-working... Um, the right family. I know, I know. Um, no, Susan's been a terrific supporter and her, her late husband, Michael, was, was president for years. But um, she was compiling an honours um, book to go into the centenary celebrations, which are due for us next year. And, um, of course, she's now had to add um, our first girl yeah. last year. <laughs> yeah. Who got 100, 100 last year playing for the under-15s, I believe. But, no, we've got, we've got some very good girls coming through and we're looking to support them even stronger this year if we can. It's a big, uh, it's a big topic. And I think you're right about um, maybe uh, being late to the party. But uh, you're not alone and you can't be... Uh, I think it's a very hot topic this year, and I know Essex having a big push on this. Uh, ne- on next week's show, uh, we're going to ha- have in uh, Rachel Mitchell from Billericay Cricket Club, who's doing a similar thing of setting up and establishing girls' cricket at Billericay because there is this interest. You know, we've seen over the last few years girls coming along and getting involved with the Colts, and it's to the point now where we have to be yep. a bit more organised. Uh, and I think the week after, we're also going to have the ladies' captain from Hutton in as well. So Fantastic. I, I think the, the clear message there now is for any ladies who are listening, or women who want to play cricket or young girls, it's now much more welcoming at cricket clubs. So if you'd have gone back maybe 10 years, it'd have been a bit, oh, there's a girl who wants to play cricket. Oh, OK. Sort mm. of Whereas now it's much more welcoming, it's much more open, it's much more set up as well. And uh, would they play mixed cricket up to sort of no, 12, is it 12, 13, No, they can play above that. And in fact, um, they can they can play down at two years, which is actually slightly worrying. Right. So you've got, yeah. a, you know, you might yeah. have a 15-year-old girl who can play under 13s and she'll be strong, stronger and, and better than, they than most are, of the girls boys. Girls develop yeah. faster than boys at that age Well, they well. can. And so uh, I'm sure they might review that. But we, we, we were sat down trying to sort out our coaching nights the other week and um, we're certainly making space for a, a specific girls' night um, and ladies That's getting... Good. We're looked after too. And as you said, it's a transferable skill set. If you're playing hockey or tennis, um, it's not too big a leap to then start playing cricket, is it? No. Golf. <laughs> and we're a completely inclusive club now because we've now got a man in charge of our tees rather than a oh. lady. So that's, that just goes to show how inclusive. And we'll be, we'll be resurrecting our tees the week yeah, once we'll the season expecting starts. expecting some photos, won't we? Yeah. All right, let's uh, get a bit more news uh, and discussion on. So um, I don't know if anyone noticed, but um, there was a record set this week. Um, 16-year-old Pakistan seaman Nazim Shah has become the, the youngest bowler to take a hat-trick in a test match uh, in the game against Bangladesh. He's just 16. He's only been playing test matches since November. He's already taken 13 wickets at an average of 26.8. We talked about oh. his debut with Debbie, didn't we? That's right, Which yeah. Is, is Debbie joining us next week Debbie's as well? on next week, oh, yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. So we'll get... To, uh, he, he's an absolute prospect, this guy, isn't he? That's he really right. does. You know, we know, the trouble is we all know, we have this in the back of our head, we all know what Pakistan cricket's like as well. <laughs> Two years' time, no one could remember him as well if it all, you know... Did you see that picture with Salman Butt? Um, with that sort of hanging around the squad that got sort of put out. No. 
winner they you can learn you know. worry about things like that haven't you um so congratulations to bangladesh they were crowned the icc under 19 Our world champion for the for that tournament it was indeed they yeah. wasn't they they well beat india in the final um the winner was marred with some really ugly scenes That's during right. and at the end of the game with an altercation between the two teams which has seen five players three from bangladesh and two india players handed six demerit points and found guilty of a level three quite breach serious, of the icc it? code of conduct I, i've seen highlights of it i haven't seen the whole game you were um, saying now that this could have been avoided you think or better managed? i don't know if it could have been avoided there was certainly a level of nastiness that you don't necessarily want to see in cricket um yeah, I mean, as, as, as a as a rugby ref of thirty five years standing, I think I would have oh, yeah. uh, stepped in and, yeah. and put my foot on that one a bit more. I, I think, given the circumstances, given it's an under nineteens game, I don't see why the two umpires couldn't have pulled both coaches down, couldn't have pulled both captains, made a big show of it, yeah, and told them unless you all start behaving yourselves, we will call this game off because this isn't how you behave on a cricket field. No, I think that warning could have come out and maybe seen a strong. <laughs> It's a tough one for the umpires. I get it. You know, you don't want to be seen as being over officious, etc. But where you are controlling younger players, I think sometimes. Do you know what? With with umpires so under pressure at the moment and, and so in focus for their decision making and the calling, whatever else, that would have been a really good opportunity to say, actually, this is the other yeah. sort of ability or the other power that the umpire has. And so, like Martin's saying, you know, in rugby, yeah. for example, you know, you yeah. can. Stop the I'd game like to, I'd like to think If you know I was umpiring a Colts game And Colts were behaving like that I could have called over Both Colts Managers and said Look guys yeah. This isn't acceptable right. This is, I don't know what's gone on previously I'm Not interested in it You tell both You take both your sets of kids You tell them to behave themselves Or we'll call this game off no, one, of, one of the important yeah. pivotal things that came out in the last decade or so was the spirit of cricket and, and absolutely you know how it's supposed to be played but the, the sad thing is there are still people who are just prepared to pretend that doesn't exist the, this, this and there's also celebrating and there's over celebrating yeah, you, the Rabada thing I, I want you, I want anyone to celebrate a win a wicket or whatever I don't want people to do it in other people's faces and that kind of I think what happened towards the end too much and it did yeah it, yeah, it was yeah. too much you there's, there's, really pushing the boundaries of yeah, personal you, you, space you, you? you've got to you've got to still got to shake hands at the end of the game and say well played to the opposition whether you like it or not now staying in Asia um, some interesting news this week um Coming from the IPL, the 57-day-long IPL. Short one this time. Um, we'll talk about that in a minute. But um, James Foster, ex-Essex uh, wiki-keeper and Essex legend, uh, has been added as the fielding coach for the Calcutta Knight Riders, KKR, in the upcoming IPL, which starts uh, on March the 29th and goes on, as I said, for 57 days. So it's going to eat into quite a lot of yeah. the, uh, the nice English payday. season this year. But... Uh, <laughs> Not bad payday out there. No, is it? it's good. I, I've, I've sent Foz a message asking him to maybe do an interview with us. He's completely not ignored me again, so I'm used <laughs> to that. So um, you never know. In a couple of weeks, Sorry? Foz might get back in touch. And, Did you say uh, something? It would be nice if we have a chat to him about what he's doing. Yeah, um, let's hope we can get him on. We will try. We will keep on him. Talking of long tournaments, the Big Bash finally finished. <sighs> started last year. Uh, congratulations to the Sydney Sixers who beat the Melbourne Stars by 19 runs. It was a good tournament for the English players. Uh, James Vince, Tom Curran, Alex Howes, Liam Livingston, Chris Jordan, and Tom Banton. They all shined, all done very well whilst they were out there. I think, and, and I put this on our Facebook page, some of the pictures of the uh, the grounds, particularly in the latter stages of this tournament where grounds were pretty empty. They weren't really there for the final. Yeah, I think people, there, there are signs of people getting fatigued from, you know. They got bored This one's been two months 
the IPL is going to be 57 days. For, for a format of the game, which is supposed to be sharp, punchy, and attract people in yeah. there, you can't then undo all that by having it going on and on I think and on. The, I think the big bash might need to learn from that really quickly because the, 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 the last few games really weren't that well attended. No. I think people had had enough of it. When you consider they had the, the big one, was a, uh, there's a couple of big sort of sellouts to some of the other games. Yeah. They'll need right. to look at it. Um, Australia returned to South Africa this, this week be for the first time since the dramatic events of a couple of years ago. Uh, the tour includes three T20s and three one-day internationals with a trip beginning at Johannesburg, the venue for the final test of that infamous test series winner. Uh, Tim Payne led a team missing three players that would be banned for ball tampering. Mm. Uh one of the T20s is at Cape Town, where the uh, dramatic episode unfolded during the Newlands Test. Um, I think it could be a lively one, that one. <laughs> yeah, so you've got, you got David Warner back, you've got Steve Smith back. Uh, Cameron Delport isn't part of no, the setup no, anymore. No, it wasn't Cameron Delport, it was Cameron... Bank- uh, oh, Bangkok, Bangkok, sorry, Bangkok. Yeah. Cameron Delport. Delport's a lovely lad, doesn't yes. have any sandpaper in his pocket. What am I talking about? What am I talking big, about? Big guns hits the ball miles. That well, <laughs> I would imagine, and as we've seen from the England tour, you know, some of those South African uh, venues can be quite lively at, that, uh, at the best of times. So, and in Interesting tour coming up. Uh, from ball tampering to match fixing, hey? Yeah. Nasir uh, Jamshed, who has 68 caps for Pakistan between 2008 and 2015, has been jailed at Manchester Crown Court after pleading guilty to two counts of bribery. Charges related to his attempts at facilitating spot fixings during the 2016 BPL and the 2017 PSL. He's already been banned for 10 years by the PCB for his involvement. Yeah. When will cricketers learn? Uh, We've talked about this regularly since we started doing this, and it just keeps coming up again and again. The, the, leading on from this death of a gentleman, unfortunately, because England, Australia and India are taking now the lion's share of the money coming into the game, the smaller boards are struggling to pay people as much money as they should be getting paid. Yeah, that's Look right. at South Africa and Colpac and stuff like that. Um, there was a tour called off... Who was it? Was it Sri Lanka's tour of Bangladesh, in, was it? Uh, Ireland's tour of Sri Lanka. Oh, Ireland's yeah, tour of Sri Lanka, so. that's right, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Uh, County news. Yep. Somerset have uh, re-signed New Zealand all-rounder Corey Anderson for this whole, whole T20 blast. They've got a good lineup, haven't they? Yeah, Banton, no, that's good because it's the whole of the blast. Yeah. A lot of the other signings are for bits and pieces. Uh, we said last week that Yorkshire were looking for a new T20 captain. It's David Willey. Yep, so I'm assuming that he thinks his England days are gone. I don't think so. I think, again, he's that left armour that could get back. He has a good tournament. You never know. Yeah. And Joe Weatherly agreed a new contract at Hampshire. Now... County Big news. news. We've got news. We've got news. news. Drum roll. Da, 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 da. So let's cover some stuff from Essex first before we give up the exclusive. But Essex memberships goes on sale this Saturday for the T20 season ticket holders via the website essexcricket.org.uk. Individual T20 tickets go on sale again online from Monday the 2nd of March to over and out e-news subscribers uh, this is a free supporter email which you can sign up to on the website and you get almost two weeks priority before they go on general sale which is the 14th of March this is well um, worth signing up to it's yeah, a good yeah, perk yeah, because yeah. those tickets once they do go general uh, Essex fly out the window so yeah it'll be uh, be interesting because obviously there's not as many Friday night games as well this year I think there's only three Friday night games so you're going to need more weekend stuff though is there there's two on Sundays I think one on a Saturday uh, might even only be two Friday night games so if you are you know the Friday nights at Chelmsford are a good night um, Essex certainly they just won an award for the best customer improvement as well the stuff the ground is improving it's a great if you've never been I know a lot of you listening will have, will have certainly been along but if you haven't it is a really fun, exciting, good night out. And, and the fact that the ground is sold out, there's really excellent atmosphere. 
Uh, um, and it's great. And the club, it's not just about cricket. They've got a few really good tribute nights coming up as yes. well. If you like yeah. the tribute nights, they've got Luther Vandross, one George Michael, Freddie Mercury and ABBA. Uh, tickets from just £15 from that one. And again, on the Essex Cricket website. Essex Cricket. Uh, now, we were there. You might have seen You might have seen us check in there on um, Tuesday evening. We did actually have a meeting with uh, the Essex Cricket guys. Uh, so, go on, Darren. Do you want to... Uh, well, um, we can announce that we will be doing more and more in terms of podcasting uh, and uh, in close association with Essex Cricket. So as the summer progresses, we're going to launch a YouTube channel uh, and we're going to start featuring um, longer, more in-depth interviews with coaches, players and uh, people that are actively involved in, in Essex Cricket. Uh, and we're going to be talking from the ground. We're going to be talking off the pitch we're going to be getting all these interviews but the now, other thing that we, we should make this clear this is going to be separate from the show so this is this correct. is a separate podcast, a podcast that's going to be going out on on a, on our platforms but also on the Essex cricket platform it's kind of an unofficial fans uh, yeah, fans it's, it's in, affilia- in affiliation with yeah. Essex. We're not representing Essex. It's not an official Essex thing, but we are doing it in kind of uh, with their... But what it will give is people, uh, you know, who do want to ask sort of specific questions to people that we've got coming up, they will be put out there by ourselves and by Essex, and you we will, will get a chance, you know, if you've got specific questions for whoever the guest might be. And we're not just going to feature the first team on these. We're going to be a lot of what Essex do in the community. The girls, the, 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 the ladies, ladies. cricket, ability youth cricket, cricket, ability cricket. Plus, we'll be looking at some of the commercial commercial aspects and some of the other things that go on at Essex. Uh, and one of the other things we're going to be doing, which is going to be really good, we're going to have a sort of pre and post game feature where we will be getting fans uh, of the club to come in, give their views of what the game will be like. And and reactions. We want to talk to you guys. We're going to be doing a fans forum. So pretty much um, every week or you know, whatever you want. However, if, if you're all interested, what we want to do is sit down with three or four super fans or just you know people that have got views or opinions of what's going on there uh, and and talk to us and you know give your views on what's going on and one of the things we did make it clear was um you know whilst we're going to be affiliated you know there is we are expect people that are going to come on and want some criticism and want questions answered and hopefully will be some kind of i don't know if the words buffer between us and the club but it's certainly a chance conduit. to get a, a conduit certainly a chance to ask more direct questions to people when they appear so hopefully it should be quite good something a bit different i think i think we've got one guest or one fan to join the forum already yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we, we've got a couple of people in mind that you know we'd like to get them to join definitely in as well. and uh, you know the, the whole point being is it, it's going to be we want to have a bit of fun with it it's not going to be your, your normal mundane I think podcast. for the fans by the fans to quote yeah. a phrase that someone else has used uh, and, and get in touch with us now if you're interested in taking part ping us on the Facebook the Twitter whatever else or email us radio at phoenixfn.com uh, and let us know first one's going to be in a couple of weeks time we are doing a uh, a sort of pre-season review and hopefully we'll have uh, Anthony McGrath uh, and a couple of the players so if, if there are going to be some questions uh, and I'm sure there's going to be a few obvious questions like who's replacing Ravi Bopar and we'll, we'll, we'll chuck things like that in there we are looking for the more oddball questions as well it's going to be a bit more fun like we're going to talk about favourite grounds what they do when they're not sort of playing or when the game's going on how do they relieve some of the boredom and why you know, is there no festival cricket yeah you know there, there are going to be sort of questions yeah. in and around that I'm not sure that's one for Mags and the boys but there's certainly when, uh, when hopefully we speak to some of the others people that have got those kind of questions we will get answers to so it should be good and we will publish this all across 
course, our Facebook and uh, and social media pages. So we're out of time again, aren't we? We are, God, already. It's already. If, you, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do. Use all the things. We are looking for advertising. If you fancy advertising with us, it will be really, really great of you. Just drop us a line. But that is it. What can we say? Play straight. Play great. Thanks a lot. And join us all again next week. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> 98 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Neen. Proud supporters of cricket in Essex.